everyone. Welcome back to Pick Up or Not. Yay. Yes. And today's a special episode, isn't it? Yes, it is. We're going to be answering some of the questions that you've sent in to us. Yeah, finally, man. <laughs> I know. It took you guys long enough to write some new questions, you know. <laughs> We're getting worried. So this episode is called Q&A, so questions and answers. Um, and it's really fun to get your questions, and we're really happy to answer them. Exactly. Um, one of the first questions that we want to talk about is Simla. <laughs> it's technical. It's more yeah, technical. Yeah, it's, it's a technical question. One of the questions was about talking about some of the things that we fika when we are doing fika <laughs> for life. So if you don't know what fika is, go back to the fika episode. Yes, you'll have to go back and restudy. <laughs> the test will be coming later on. Um, but so what we so are in having. Sweden, mm -hmm. they have this this type of bread-like pastry called Simla bun. It's, yeah. it's a bun. It's Whoa. a bun. Ooh, buns, soft <laughs> buns. Uh, it's called Simla. And often Simla is a sort of half kind of sweet, a lightly sweet type of bun where you put... Um, You put cardamom? almond paste in it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cardamom is like cardamom, cardamom in, in in the actual bread, and then they put like whipped cream, and then they put almond paste into it, and they dust it with powdered sugar. It is delicious. So today, Lynn's like, "Oh, let's get Simla." I was like, "Okay, we'll get Simla," <laughs> and so we went to the store to get Simla. And they had chocolate Simla. We're like, right. oh, oh my gosh, chocolate Simla. And throughout the years, they have invented new, so yeah. like the Simla wrap or yeah, exactly. Simla whatnot. Don't buy Simla wrap. <laughs> no? It's disgusting. Really? Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't, no, know I, didn't, I didn't think it was all that good. No. Okay. So just stick with the traditional Simla. No. But saffron Simla, oh my gosh, that was to die for. Okay. Okay, but anyway, so we go to the store and we come back here and we get ready to eat into our Simla. And it's and we're thinking like, oh great. And you know what? Good chocolate flavor. It was a little light on the whipped cream. It could have gone, but you know, okay, so store made it. No almond paste. We got fooled. We got bamboozled. <laughs> They tricked us. They made us pay all that money and then took away one of the most key ingredients. Yeah. It would have been so good. much better with the almond paste and the chocolate and the whipped cream and the cardamom scented bread. Oh my gosh. <laughs> then it would have been like, woo, hallelujah. But you know what? That's maybe why they were on sale. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why. It's like suckers. <laughs> You get, if you buy cheap, you get cheap. <laughs> yeah, that was annoying. So, no, that was very bad. But I mean, usually we we don't make a big deal out of figure, don't we? Like, we no. have cookies. Cookies. We had this thing. Today we had like gummy bears too. So yeah. that was like really good. Uh, we we like, have cookies. We had this gingerbread for Christmas. Mm, yeah, we stuff. had gingerbread stuff, yeah. Chocolate. Yeah. It all depends. We're not on really healthy days we have like an orange or a banana. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do we have healthy days? We have to take away those days. We don't record on those days. <laughs> It's not enough energy. Oh man. So yeah. that is what we usually have for for yeah. Fika and we drink and maybe a cup of tea, yeah. yeah. I usually drink hot water yeah. and a coke today. Yeah, I always wonder why why do you drink hot water instead of tea? Like you you don't like your your tea your water flavored with tea leaves? No, I do like tea too, but I don't know. I I get so tired of the taste of it so fast. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so fast. So I just. <laughs> so after five minutes, she's like, water. oh my gosh, I gotta take this tea. Oh, but warm water, yeah. I can drink for hours. Yeah, true. Really? True. That's really interesting. That's maybe the Asian in me. I know, I Because think so. Asians like to drink warm water. Yeah. My ex, okay, <laughs> this is like a side thing has to do with today's questions. 
But I remember my ex, her mom would always have like a thermos of warm water. She'd just drink warm Someone water. Someone has. Yeah, does she? My, yeah, my, friend, my Thai friend, she always runs around with a thermos with warm water. And I'm just like, I'm like, ooh, ice cold water, I can understand, no. but warm water. Warm water. It's I mean, like, it's, it's, does that warm you up so that when you drink the tea, it doesn't burn you or something? No, I think it's like this um, traditional Chinese medicine philosophy yeah. kind of like, if you drink something warm, then you will be warm. If you drink something cold, you'll, you'll wow. freeze, you'll be cold. Okay, so that's my problem. Don't laugh about it. It's no, because like I drink a lot of medicine. Because I drink a lot of a lot of really ice cold water. Yeah, so you and maybe that's why my heart inside. is so cold. Yeah, I'm Dude. evil. <laughs> I'm gonna drink something warm and be all warm and cuddly on the inside. So this is Touch like more guts. technical question. Um, yeah, so we meet. Yeah, we meet up, and um, our producer Laurie usually provides the fika, or we come. Yeah, sometimes we pass bring by fika. the store and like. Hey, Laurie's go. really good at providing fika, and so we we just kind of like we leech off of him. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Every time we're just like, ooh. <laughs> but he's been really good about that, so. Uh, yeah, so there was a Fika question. Yeah, and that was I don't know. Um, the person who asked the question asked if we could have it as a reoccurring point. Yeah. Like, tell every time for eating what, what we're eating for Fika. But I'm not sure Depends. if people are really interested. I don't know. I know. If you guys want us to talk more about food. You gotta write into us and let us know. Yeah, That's just tell how, us. Yeah. Tell us. Do you want to know what what unhealthy stuff we are yeah. stuffing us with? Because you know, our podcast is your podcast. <laughs> your participation is really needed. So. That's true, though, because yeah. we need your f- feedback. And for those of you who actually gave us feedback, we're really thankful, and it's really encouraging. And yeah. tell us, tell us what we should do. Tell us what you want us to hear. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, I could tell you really bad jokes. I'm really bad at telling jokes. Oh, man. No, don't. <laughs> like the lion one today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was funny. I was dying. I was like almost ready to bust. Okay. We have a more serious question. Okay, though. yeah, we should take one. That's another. Come on. Okay. This this one is good. One. Okay. Uh, one of the questions that we, that we have was, what do you do when your non-believing family and friends pressure you to do something that is not god's will how do you stand strong yeah they didn't really tell us any more detail though that would have been kind of really nice to sort of address a specific situation so because there are so many things that could be going on oh yeah like before and when you and me talked about like i had this thing coming from a um background where uh, my family has been very destructive. Mm. So if something would happen and someone would call the police, either the neighbors or someone else, um, and my mom asked me to lie about the situation, and that was before I was a Christian. So it, it's kind of a struggle, a dilemma, mm. because on one hand, you are you are to tell the truth and you are right. to uh, to be truthful. But on the other hand, you also have somewhat of a loyalty towards your family and you feel mm. the struggle. Mm. Yeah, that one's like really difficult. I mean, obviously, and so we're talking about, you know, people who have made a commitment to really follow Jesus, you know, uh, to the best of their ability in their everyday life, like every aspect of your life. And sometimes in that situation, other people in your family may not have made that same decision. So they're not where you're at in your spiritual journey. So first, it's just that two different perspectives will often look at a same the same situation and come up with different solutions. So that's one aspect. And the the other aspect, actually, is just that sometimes, you know, for whatever reasons, like you were saying, you know, mm. maybe it's because of embarrassment, you don't want the police involved or whatever. 
And so family or someone really close to you will ask you to do something that you're, and this is what, this is the thing is that something that you already know is wrong. Is wrong. Hmm. So we're not talking about things that you discover later on or stuff. We're talking about things that God has already allowed you to understand what That's is right wrong. or wrong. Yeah. And then you have to make a decision. So you have that crisis of belief. Um, or to lie about. to someone. Yeah. Like, I think my <clears throat> mom sometimes asks me to lie to my dad or to mm. say something oh, wow. else. Really? Yeah, because she doesn't okay. want someone to get in trouble yeah. or she doesn't want him to get upset or something else. Mm. And then she's like, oh, just say this to him or yeah. whatever. Um, well, my mom was a believer. And, you know, like when we were little, she always told us, you have to tell the truth. And then when people would call the house and she didn't want to talk to them, tell them I'm not here. And well, it was really, it was really confusing for me because I was like, "So now it's okay to lie? Don't get smart with me, boy!" It's <laughs> <was> like, "Okay, <laughs> wow, lady, uh, I know. called you out." Just I now. know. So, so I think sometimes we're always in that situation where, not even just non-believing family and friends, but just people because of something I want to deal with, uh, and often it's lying. Yeah. So I would yeah. think that most of the time it's. To not tell the truth about something. Yeah. Or to tell only half the truth or to withhold the truth. It's probably what most of the times that you're going to be confronted with. And um, so we know that God wants you to tell the truth. And he wants you to stand for the consequences of that truth and the things that God will be with you. I think... Um, I know I it's could, hard to... It's easy to say, but it's harder to do. So I think know. what also could be in the background is maybe... If you know something about your life, that mm. this is God's will, this is mm. the path I'm supposed to do. But from the outside, your non-believing friends and family will see, oh, this is this is crazy. This is yeah. not good. You should mm. do alternative B. Yeah. And you're like, well, but I I can't explain it, but I, I know that I should be doing mm. A. Mm. But your family's like, no, you're stupid. This yeah. is not a good decision. Exactly. You should do B. Yeah. So how do you stand strong if your whole family and friends are like, you know what, you have to do alternative wow. B. Don't make it so hard for yourself. And wow. um, yeah. Um, well, the first thing to remember is that is try not to take the over religious high road. I'm just going to do God's will, and you people are just unsaved. <laughs> you're unholy. You're going to burn in hell. You know. <laughs> try not to take that road, but. I think you you start with praying for them first. Mm-hmm. Not so much that they would change their opinion, but pray uh, for them that God will help them to understand. Pray that He will give you grace and pe- I mean grace patience. and patience. Yeah, I was going to say peace, but pray, patience, um, and that He will increase your love for them, so that whatever your response is will be based on overwhelming amount of supernatural love towards them <laughs> as opposed to frustration because frustration makes you say stupid things yeah and sometimes you, you judge people mean. because you get frustrated and get mean and evil and, um so that's one thing and the other thing is to be really clear that the stand you're taking on is is based on your understanding of god's word and as he speaks th- speaks to you through that word so uh, it could be something like um um, you're totally convinced that God wants you to go on a missionary trip to India, mm-hmm. and you're not from India, and He wants you to go to India. Your family's um, and, like, it's dangerous. Yeah, there. it's dangerous. You're gonna have to take off a year from school. Blah blah blah. How are you? How is this gonna work out? But you're really convinced to do that. Then I would say that you know, lovingly, you would approach your family and say, Hey, I know you guys don't understand. Maybe or maybe you're just concerned about me. But I really believe I have to do this, and I really believe that this is what God wants, and so. This is what I'm going to do, and I would rather have your support than your criticism. 
So please, you know, try to be more supportive because this is going to be difficult enough as it is without mm-hmm. you guys like making it harder for me and stuff. And and I think if you approach it with love, hopefully, I, I can't guarantee you that it's going to work out. It may not, but 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 hopefully it will be better and you'll be able to meet each other so halfway. So yeah, it's re- um, it's really difficult. Yeah. Um, and I think especially in Asian cultures, I don't mm. I don't know about many other cultures, but. Yeah. Asian cultures, people tend to get involved a lot into mm-hmm. issues that you might would feel this is like personal, this right. is private, it's none of in. your business. They just and jump in. Yeah, but it feels like my parents yeah. usually tell, tell me that, well, you know, in our culture, that when people actually tell you the truth, mm-hmm. criticize you, those are the people who actually care about you. Because <laughs> everyone else is just a sucker who wants wow. to wants you to fall and, and yeah. They, they're... they're um, I think when I was a teenager and I gained weight and mm. this lady came by and my mom knew that she was backstepping. So mm. um, this lady was, wow, you look so, you look so nice, blah, and mm. and made all these comments about my looks. Mm. And, and I was a teenager, so I didn't know, like, okay, mm. she's saying truth or not. But right. my, my mom knew that yeah. she the comments she was giving were not right, right. were not good. Yeah. So she explained that to me. And I think it's a cultural thing, maybe. Could be. Um. Like when you're an Asian, maybe a lot of people have opinions and they wow. feel like it's a thing of respect that you follow their advice. <laughs> and if you don't follow their advice, wow. it's kind of disrespectful. Wow. So it's a lot of pressure in that I was sense. gonna say a lot man, how do you how do you escape that when it's like, oh, here you go. You marry a foreign man and go away. And I mean the funny thing is like my parents and my parents' culture and generation, they are mm. kind of like, Oh, obviously you're a girl, so you gotta follow your husband's tradition mm. and culture and whatnot. So they are much more forgiving okay. when it comes to me because I'm a daughter and I've been married wow. off to a man, so I have to follow the man's family. Really? Fortunately it's a good family. <laughs> Oh my so, gosh! Well, so I'm happy. Why can I marry a woman like that? I'm just gonna follow my man and do whatever he wants. I'm like, wow! <laughs> it's not about doing whatever you want, but okay. they obviously understand that. Yeah. Um, I can't like if they ask me to do something, I could always tell them, well, but my husband doesn't allow me to, or, you know, my husband wow. is like this and that. So, um, culturally, wow. it's it's different. Man, wow, kabam! That you just... didn't know that. Yeah, but I guess I, I never put it together like that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> That's another episode. <laughs> My blinders. What do I really see and what do I take in? So, um, How do uh, you stand strong? Yeah. So, oh, sorry. Um, so one of the things, obviously, when um, you feel confronted um, and people are trying to convince you or trying to pressure you to do something that you know you shouldn't do, mm-hmm. uh, you ask God for strength. Because our, our big thing is that whole Praying. prayer thing, mm. going back to God, realizing realizing who God is. If God is all-powerful and God has strength and He gives that strength to you, He gives wisdom to you, it says in James, um, without asking, um, you know, seek the Lord, throw all your cares upon us, all these Bible verses. Um, then what happens is that the first thing you do is that before you decide to do anything, you turn to God and you ask for help and insight, mm-hmm. wisdom. And, and then the next thing that you do is that is that you... Um, uh, you take the stand. If you know you're supposed to do something, you and and it really is about just committing yourself to the thing that you know you're supposed to do. And I, and and I know that sounds really easy and it sounds really simplified, but you know what? If you if you don't brush your teeth, what happens? You get cavities. Yeah. 
No way. <laughs> yeah, I know. People, some, some people believe that. I don't need to brush my teeth. I'll never get cavities. I'm like, uh, do you ever see a crocodile brushing your teeth? Okay, yeah, you go that route. <laughs> uh, whatever, crocodile head, you know. Uh, but, you know, and so there's a lot of things in, in life that, you know, if I, um, if I don't mix the eggs and the flour, I don't make a cake. You sure? If I don't squeeze the lemons, I don't get lemonade, you know. <laughs> And so sometimes you just have to take a stand. You just have to commit yourself to doing the thing that you're supposed to do. And, and, and realizing that, that taking that stand does not necessarily make it easier or that it will necessarily um, change other people's opinions. But you take the stand anyway because that's part of what true discipleship is like. True discipleship is a calling to follow Jesus. And it's a calling. It's a lifestyle. Um, and sometimes that's it's hard. I think what we're most afraid of are the consequences. Yeah. People freezing you out, people thinking you're dumb. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it would be one thing that they would just give their advice and, and you wouldn't follow them and nothing mm. would happen. But most of the time, people get upset if you mm. don't follow. Well, I mean, most of the time, I think it's well-wishing. Like, it's something they, they're concerned yeah. about you. That's why they want you to do a certain thing. Yeah, I mean, it could, it could be motivated by motivated by real love and concern. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just because a, a person asks you to do something against God's will or is doing something that that you know is making it difficult for you. Doesn't mean they're doing it because they hate you. Mm. A lot of times it's just concern, but it's concern from another perspective mm. and not necessarily taking God's perspective into account. So, because um, we are in this question, we're talking about non-believing family and friends. Mm. Um, so they have a different exactly. they have a different perspective and view, mm-hmm. and I mean, I think don't you think it's different if it would be believing friends and family? No, actually, <laughs> it, it depends because I remember when I was a when I was a young Christian, and I I, I wasn't dating or anything. I, I thought I was I thought I was going to be celibate my whole life, and I remember that everyone was like pressuring me. Oh, why can't you be like the other guys and. There was a group of, of guys at church and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh, but they're so you know well put together and everything. But these guys were actually going out, and they were sleeping around, you know, and oh. stuff like that. And so they're living one way at church and then another way out. Hypocrites. Yeah, so they were being hypocrites. But the people in church didn't know that, and I wasn't going to go out and like tell do them. Do the same, yeah. And, but I didn't want to live that way. But everyone was trying to pressure me to, to do that or um, not, and, and I couldn't really say, Because I don't want to be like them because they're hypocrites. Because that would not really be cool. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I had to take. Well, this is the path I think that God wants me to follow, and I'm going to follow it. And, and it was really hard because mm. people didn't understand. People uh, pressured you also to get girlfriend and stuff. Yeah, they always bad. That's like when I was young. That was like always. I don't know what was up with people. They couldn't just <laughs> leave me alone. I like myself. No, <laughs> no, but I, but I, it was a lot of different kinds of things like that. Where, um, or um. When I was a young musician and I played the uh, bassoon and clarinet, and I really thought about becoming a classical musician, and I remember people were saying, "But you know that they're, they're never going to hire a black person." Wow! Because back then they didn't; it was like impossible. Um, and and maybe I could have, maybe I couldn't, or whatever. I don't know. But I remember letting people talk me out of pursuing uh, further Your passion. Af- yeah. yeah, after after like thirteen years of classical music. Uh, that uh, they talked me out of actually stopping. Pursuing you know? it, yeah. So I didn't do mm-hmm. didn't do any more music until I actually moved to Sweden. So it was a long time uh, before I took up music again. Uh, Sorry to hear. Yeah, well, I think it's just one of those weird things that sometimes, you know, you don't, 
And especially, I don't know how you grew up, but growing up and not fitting the mold mm -hmm. of people's expectation. Mm -hmm. So uh, being a black person who didn't sound like the stereotype black. of a black person, <laughs> uh, you know, I was always often the only black person where I was at, or maybe were two, so, might have been two <laughs> or three. Uh, and so that, and so it was really difficult. I remember like when I was skiing and snowboarding and things like that, it was the same thing. So, mm. so sometimes you just, sometimes you just have to take a stand and you just have to say, well, you know, Um, maybe it's not a lot of other people like me who do this, or maybe you guys don't understand, but this is still the path. And you sort of commit yourself to it. And you just, you know, I snowboard anyway, even if people thought that black people could snowboard, I snowboard and skied anyway. You know, I yeah. took diving classes and played chess. And <laughs> I sound like, oh my gosh, was I a nerd? No. Yeah, you, you brag usually that you were a nerd. Yeah, I was a nerd. <laughs> I, <know> I, was. <laughs> I was just fishing for nerd compliments. <sighs> No. Um, so so um, love your family, even when they press you, especially when they're non-believers. Uh, your job as a believer, it's not so much to tell them where they're wrong and where you're right, um, but your job is actually really to love them back in spite of themselves. Your job is to practice the grace that God gives to you by not giving them what they deserve, but loving them in spite of themselves mm. um, and being respectful. So even when you have to, Even when you have to take that stand, you got to do res respect. Respect is really, and to give them honor, even when they don't act honorable and they don't deserve it. So it's not really so much about what people deserve, but you're representing Christ. You're the salt and the light. And so you've got to take that strong stand. And it's always hardest resistance. with your family. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's another thing with your friends and with other people, but I think with your immediate family, it's so tough mm. to be they, respectful they and They push honorable. the button. They know I can be respectful to lots of people, but I tell you, <laughs> people who are really close to me, oh my gosh, I, what do they have? Like a secret button implanted under my skin. They press that button, I'm just like... They bring out the worst. I know, yes. exactly. So, so that, But that's one of the things I think that that uh, really important. Mm. Uh, you know, Let your words and your actions um, be seasoned with love and patience <laughs> and respect. Self-control. I don't like spirits. that one. <laughs> We should, you know what? Read Galatians chapter five. Read about the fruit of the spirit. That love, like everyone, the love part. Oh yeah, let, let your love grow, God. <laughs> the joy. Okay, I can have confidence in you. And then it starts to about peace and patience and self-control. Self like, nah. Oh my gosh, come on, wait a minute. You know, humility. No, 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 God, don't make me humble. No, keep me proud. The proud can step on the heads of the humble. Okay, so that but but do those kind of things. But if you if you if you uh, seek God's help and you let yourself be seasoned uh, uh, with that fruit of the spirit, love, peace, and joy, and things like that, that'll take you a long way mm -hmm. in being able to take a strong stand and being able to continue to do what God wants in the face of opposition from people who are close to you. That sounds good. Yeah. Thank you for answering our questions. Yes. Well, thank you for answering our questions. <laughs> And thank you for writing in our questions. Remember... More questions. More the merrier. We, you cannot ask a stupid question to us. There is no taboo. Ask away. And we so will you saw to today we them. had a technical question and we had a more like context question. Yeah. yeah. And if you would like to have a recipe for something sometimes, let us know. <laughs> One day we may talk about recipes. But oh, it's no, not. It's really... we go to like P uh, recipes part one, two, three, and yeah, I know. Yeah, this is probably outside of the scope of this <laughs> podcast. Uh, but um, have a great day. 
thank you for listening to Fika for Love. See you soon. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas, and we hope to hear you again.